But yeah. <laughs> How are you, man? It's good to see you. We haven't done one of these in a while. Um, I don't remember doing the last, actually. No, I remember doing it, but I don't remember what date it was. Was it May? It was the 1st of July. Last year? First, oh, yeah. was it? Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah, which is still like so long ago. <laughs> S- still long so. ago, yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, well, we're um, here now. Ah, well, we're here now. So this is the VegCast where Mark will be talking about um, plant growing, basically, and growing your own food and all that kind of carry on. If you want to explain it a little bit than I would do, Mark, about what you do. <laughs> Yeah, just growing, growing edible food. Well, edible food, <laughs> edible uh, plants. <laughs> one and, one uh, would hope. Fruit and veg. <laughs> this is it. Yeah, and fruit and veg. Uh, yeah. So we're moving so, into uh, what comes after February, March. Um, yeah, March. Yeah, spring is <laughs> so, spring uh, is spring sprung. So. Sp- sp- Spring sprung. <laughs> There's the title of the episode already. <laughs> so how have it's you been? Uh, what have you been up? No, it's not. Uh, yeah, no, we'll need a better one. I still really wish we used Mark has worms for one of the podcast episodes where you talked about your bath of worms. But anyway, uh, <laughs> um, so basically, what have you been up to? How have you been pre- preparing the garden now for spring ahead, ahead coming in now? Uh, yeah, well, um, actually like I might just shoot back right to, uh, what I've been up to since first. So like we had, Oh yeah, work away. Yeah. yeah we, we got loads of harvest, um, since, uh, since July, goodness, like basically July to October is, uh, like harvest season. So most of the things that were planted in summer were just, uh, were harvested so yeah we had a really like mild november as well um yeah it was surprisingly mild so october november like uh there were still tomatoes until the first of december like it was nuts <laughs> like <laughs> it was crazy they were growing slow but they were still there like they had the sunlight and no frost so um yeah, the it was crazy. benefit of global warming. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, it's, tomatoes in December. It's uh, it's crazy though because I don't think we really had any frost. We're talking about until the end of January, which is just nuts. Um, you got proper snow in January as well, didn't you? Yeah, it was, a, there was or a was bit just... of snow, but like it was. Yeah, like we've all had a bit in February here now. A couple of weeks ago too. Yeah. So, um, it was snowing last uh, week in town, like. Yes, yeah, it's, it's mental. Like, I woke so. up and just was like, "What's going on?" Yeah, yeah, we got to get used to yeah. these these new seasons. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I, uh, I like all the three been going on in the garden is just prep for for spring. So I've been still playing digging in my compost. So um, <laughs> I've uh, I've top dressed all the beds with compost because it's because it's no dig. All I'm doing is just layering it on the surface and not yeah. digging it in letting the worms uh pull it down and letting it all uh compost into the ground naturally so um yeah and like in theory the longer that you don't dig the more that the soil just has its own structure to to stay healthy itself and to hold its own nutrients um you know if, if you're digging and stuff that the water tends to just like wash the nutrients further down into the ground without holding on to it so um just a question actually with that like can you because you know you're like letting it natural can 
see when the worms are breaking that down, is it possible that you can oversaturate the pl- things with, like, have too much worms in the one spot and they no, wreck it, or is it just, just, no? I don't think so, no. Um, like, you'd find, say, if uh, it's, it's kind of like when I'm layering the compost on and there might be some bits and pieces that haven't fully broken down. Uh, if yeah. you come across that in in the beds, then you'll just find that there are, like, little kind of clumps of worms that have just come across it and have decided you know they're going to feast on it together yeah. so like not, not to talk loads about worms but i think they kind of just no i know do just, their own they, they kind of just, just do, do their, their own, own thing. thing um like they also they kind of uh they kind of control their own population as well like if there's not a lot of food there they don't really um you know multiply as quickly as if there's loads of vegetation oh. they tend to like multiply much faster because they know that there's loads of food there so um oh, really? okay. yeah it's pretty pretty Didn't interesting take for family planners like <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly nice uh yeah so um yeah the, the only things i've really been planting so far are uh garlic which I planted a little later than usual. Like last year, it was around November, December when the first frost hit, uh, yeah. or I should say, the year before um, when the first frost hit. I I planted because it might be a wives' tale or just a good way of um, good thing to target. But you you uh, you you kind of aim to put the garlic in the ground when the frost hitting so that. It's supposed to split the clove so it grows a better bulb for next year. Oh, okay. And why? Why would it split the clove though? It's, it's probably just its own kind of mechanism. Like, you know, um, why, why it does it, I'm not too sure. Again, maybe it might be a wives' tale, but reading up on planting garlic, some think that, you know, it's it just it's kind of like a mechanism that it just kind of knows to split the bulb if, if it's had a, a sharp frost and Ooh. yeah. So anyway, I was waiting around for a frost didn't happen. <laughs> so <laughs> it wasn't until like January that I just said, right, I'm going to put these in the ground anyway. And funny enough, only that weekend we had a couple of frosty nights, so it worked out well in the end. So uh, it shouldn't <laughs> impact shouldn't impact them too much because usually if they get in the ground like november december they've just time to grow their roots they don't come up to the surface of the soil yet you might even think they're dead because they just haven't showed up for two months but when i put them in the ground in january like they were right up a week after it was crazy so (laughs) a week after yeah they started popping their head up a week after so and it's funny like a couple of years ago (laughs) i remember uh, like i used some fleece sometimes to to save some plants from frost and i remember like looking back at my notes from a couple of years ago and writing down (laughs) that i was putting fleece over the garlic and now i'm like why (laughs) like back then i didn't know that garlic actually survives absolutely pretty hardy yeah in the frost yeah exactly so um yeah it's it's just funny you, you kind of learn a bit every year so so you would just come out to your garden and just see fleeces all around on the ground every so often 
Uh, well, like if there's if there's hard frost for for plants that won't be able to survive it, yeah, you'll you'll kind of roll out a little a little blanket for them. <laughs> it's especially made fleece. It's pretty cheap, but uh, you kind of just you put on top of them. Put oh, a few it's not like on. it's not like a feckin' jumper you have in your closet. Definitely you just not. All right. <laughs> oh, right. Okay. Sorry. I thought you meant like it was like a like a cardigan or fleece thing. Yeah, that, I've been okay. I've been knitting that them all. That explains winter. A, that explains that explains a lot more. <laughs> you have to bear in mind you're talking to somebody who hasn't a clue about yeah. any of all this. <laughs> fair, fair. No, it's it's not the fleece that your granny knitted you last last. Yeah, that, I, was, I was like that would look bizarre. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah so uh what else yeah well the, the garlic's been in so it's showing up i had so much garlic from last year like i'm talking six eight maybe a thousand cloves so i, I had a lot Christ. to choose from yeah i know it's not like <laughs> there, it's not like a vegetable there, that you can just you know it's like oh, we have loads of potatoes left over so we'll just use a lot of potatoes you can't eat a ton of garlic because you'll stick it <laughs> for for two weeks yeah. straight <laughs> that's so right yeah it's so right like the only thing you can do with an excess of garlic is just plant more but you're gonna have an even plant bigger more. issue the next year <laughs> <laughs> oh and this i remember um i think i told you this before but i remember we were coming back from the airport uh, one time and the taxi driver was chatting to my dad. My dad got in the car. We we're driving for about two minutes before my dad went, oh, and the taxi driver went, oh, sorry. He goes, the uh, the wife did her first uh, cooking a meal last night and she cooked, uh, she put f- uh, five cloves of garlic into the meal. And, he, <laughs> she, and, uh, and we were like, what? And she's like, yeah, uh, I told her I liked garlic, but she just thought, yeah, that was the the normal amount to put in. So sure. he fucking stunk. Like it's uh, always like you could you could sweat the stuff out. Oh, it was yeah, hilarious. I, I think stunk it is, the stunk the whole car. Like it is the case, <laughs> and even like when you're cooking with it, it kind of gets under your nails and stuff. So you really gotta be be aware of that. <laughs> it is it is gorgeous though. So yeah, it's but, uh, it's great for you too. You know, it's supposed to be good for the blood. Yeah, I know it's good for yeah yeah blood and heart. Oh, oh for blood, it's yeah. I know we just I our family have it and everything now. I always. Put, 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 always put with garlic and stuff. Yeah, but, so uh, I... Yeah, uh, gorgeous, gorgeous. I, I might have mentioned this last year, but I tend to border all my uh, veg patch with garlic because it's supposed to kind of ward off pests and stuff. Yeah, kind of confuses them. And um, so that's the plan. Plus with the excess, I, I just have one big bed of... It's not even a bed. It's more like a, a mound just with an <laughs> infinite amount of garlic in it. <laughs> I didn't know what to do with it. So I'm thinking of just using it for green garlic. So instead of waiting for the clove to produce or the bulbs to produce and harvesting them all in summer, I'll be able to go out to that mound and just snip off some green garlic instead. Oh, fair. So yeah. any time of the year, I'll, assuming- I'll have garlic on tap. <laughs> I'm assuming it's the smell that you probably mentioned, but it's the smell of the garlic that confuses the pest, is it? Do you yeah, exactly. From yeah, it or, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like so, you know, if if especially like slugs, it seems to be a great deterrent for slugs because they've got a great sense of smell, but they're not interested in garlic at all. So it's kind of a slug's downfall, really. Instead of it smelling <laughs> the kale or any leafy greens that it's after, if it's passing vegetables and you know it comes anywhere near the garlic it's like well i'm not interested in that so 
so just and hopefully it, it should mask the mask the, the smell of all the other good grains so that's <laughs> that's the theory anyway it worked pretty well um so yeah i'm gonna keep it up anyway yeah sure might as well yeah. if it's working Especially, I'd imagine um, slugs absolutely ruin stuff like kale and like leaf-based. Oh kind yeah, of, uh, they'll, yeah, they'll break your heart. Yeah, they really will. <laughs> um, it depends too, because like this hasn't really been a frosty year, as I said. So, like that usually means that the population of slugs is going to be yeah, higher that year. Uh, no, like they can't really survive the frost that well, so they kind of hide away. Oh, that's what that's could, what I yeah that's what I meant. The frost could, would kind of fuck them up, and then yeah. So if there hasn't really been much cold, yeah, exactly. So their population's still pretty high at the moment. So uh, and as well, we've had really wet uh, February now, so it's yeah, it's it's definitely slug season. <laughs> um, would slugs would slugs be the worst pest to look out for? Like, would they be the main concern or? It depends what you're growing, really. Like, um, you know, I'd find aphids and greenfly, they're, they're very annoying for, uh, like, chili peppers, for example. Um, would they else? eat the chili peppers? Uh, no, Green they flies. actually, they, they love the leaves, so they'll hang around on oh, the leaves. Right. And um, okay. they kind of just, like, sap, suck the suck the the goodness out of the leaves and yeah they multiply very quickly so um hmm. yeah i think one aphid can produce five aphids per day so you can imagine Jesus. how quickly that multiplies <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's fast holy shit yeah 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 so uh, another bad pest is the cutworm which is uh basically looks like a little caterpillar and it burrows at the base of mostly like kale and spinach and and lettuce and uh, it'll hide around at the base and then at night time it'll walk up the base just chew the base of the plant and then burrow back in so like you could have the most lush leaves but the base (laughs) of the plant itself just the stem and it's so frustrating it's like why would you do this that's yeah, I know. Like at least, that's, yeah, that's just pure sabotage. Like, <laughs> yeah, like at least with snails and slugs, like they eat the leaves and sorry, right? We can all eat the leaves; it's fine. But with the cutworm, it just eats the base. <laughs> and I'd love to know what the biological reason for eating just the base is. Like, it's it's hmm. surely not the place. Is it is the place that has the most nutrients or something? Or like that seems like an odd thing yeah. to just target that and then feck off. I suppose. Um, I suppose they might just have like sharper teeth than maybe other insects so it decides and you might be onto something maybe the stems uh do more nutrition in them so you could be onto something uh yeah another bad pest if we're chatting about those real quick is the caterpillar obviously like butterflies are awesome but caterpillars are heartbreakers (laughs) (laughs) um which actually uh, opened up a little wound there because I... Oh, no. Yeah, my Sorry. Brussels sprouts. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> my Brussels Oh, sprouts, no, they all gone. <laughs> like, I think out of like 12 to 15 plants I had last year, I only really got the best out of maybe four or so. Um, oh, gee. Caterpillars all caterpillars? Just, yeah, they just caused sabotage. Like, I, I didn't have a lot of time to kind of maintain the garden just at the end of summer. And uh, 
yeah, I was I was kind of just checking her out after after work, but not putting a whole like hour in every evening. And I didn't notice that the caterpillars were just causing mayhem on the on uh, the Brussels sprouts. So yeah, it was oh, too late. So upsetting. They were everywhere. That's so, so upsetting. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so uh, and how long how long do Brussels sprouts take to grow actually just out of curiosity just to yeah well I'll I'll probably sow them in uh, April-ish maybe March April and yeah. it isn't until like summer October for harvest and then you can harvest right mm-hmm. through to like January February so um, oh okay so you get longevity out of them for sure yeah you, you get a lot out of them yeah uh, yeah so but like I had so few to work with that I haven't had any Brussels sprouts since like December or so. Uh, whereas last year, I remember St. Patrick's Day still having Brussels sprouts. So I'm going to have to mine them better this year. <laughs> I'm very sorry to hear that more. <laughs> yeah. Oh, They'll be under wa- like watchdog now this year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wanted. Just have a bunch of posters. Just a bunch of sparrows flying around constantly. Like. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And you bring up a good one, actually, because birds are, are great for uh, keeping the pest down, you know, so. Um, yeah, they wouldn't really touch vegetables either, like, at all, would they? Yeah, pigeons, I haven't had issues with them, but I've a couple of uh, friends on Instagram who have big issues with pigeons on their kale, and they have to put netting kale? over them. So, yeah, and uh, it's, it's like they've got a trademark where it's like little triangle chunks cut out of the kale because they're chomping on oh, the Oh, yeah, because of the bee. <laughs> yeah. And uh, as I said, I haven't that's got bizarre. issues with them, but yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. That's really, so. Out of all the things you were going to say, I did not think kale would be one of There must be some really lean pigeons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, no, I as I said, I haven't had issues with them, but there's some allotments over in over in the UK that they have to like really keep an eye on the pigeon population. So there you are. Okay. Um, So yeah, stuff, stuff coming up in spring, there's going to be a lot of sowing going on. So uh, like just today I've been sowing my first onions, uh, chili peppers and some more kale as well and chard. So yeah, like March is a big, March and April are huge for sowing. Like uh, most of your veggies that you're going to be harvesting for the first part of of summer, right through to the end of summer, are going to be sowed in the next two months. So, um, you'll be busy. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, and I'm going to try and be more time efficient this year. Like I've messed around with, you know, uh, sowing bits and pieces every other week to see, you know, what you know, what you're going to get out of them. Sometimes yeah, if just you sow something, is it? exactly. Yeah. Like experiment with the timing. Sometimes if you sow something a little later, it might actually catch up with what you sowed before because it might have had enough sunlight or, or heat to actually do well. So, um, I've got a few notes on, you know, my sewing techniques for last year. And I'm just going to look over those this year and just kind of copy them and, and do less sewing days and just be more time efficient. Um, yeah. So uh, gonna see what happens there. And there's a few veggies and stuff that I haven't 
uh, got on the list for this year so they were crossed off they didn't go well <laughs> not bothered to try them again <laughs> and uh, like what was, what was yeah. the most disastrous one just out of oh, curiosity like, yeah probably one definitely comes to mind is spinach like i just found that really it didn't yeah it didn't just like i'd sow them and they'd grow and then they wouldn't produce a lot of leaf and it's kind of frustrating oh, yeah, and then i look at my kale and charge like chard is a game changer to be honest it's i don't think i've ever even spinach. tried that before yeah it's like chard is lovely and it's it's like well, i've heard of it i just i don't on, remember how uh, yeah it's it's great like um next time i'm down i'll actually bring along some because oh, yeah. uh, it's doing well so it is so i had i had kale and spinach sowed um i think october of last year and it's been transplanted out so it's the earliest stuff, but, um, yeah. So uh, it's like, yes, spinach definitely comes to mind for one that's been dropped <laughs> off the list this year. Um, yeah. What else? Yeah. I, I, I do have broad beans kept from last year. Um, so I'm going to probably sow those in the next, uh, next few weeks, uh, some peas for shoots. So these are peas that you won't actually eat pods from you'll just snip the shoots off and eat those instead uh, okay it's kind of you might have seen them as like a delicacy in a restaurant where they you know put a little pea shoot on top of your steak dinner or something but oh I've um, seen, yeah, 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 yeah yeah i have seen that yep and, it's uh, funny though I, have, I was saying this to no, sorry i was just gonna say i was saying this to jack uh the other day i have a really weird thing about peas um, like any type of pea, I can't have them on my plate. I freak out. Like freak out. Oh wow! It's one of those Where things. Do you put so, them? Yeah, I just I, 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 I just don't have them anywhere. Like even like I remember getting a curry and there was peas in it, and I was like I can't what? eat it. And the, the, like my mom was like, I was like I was like I don't, I'm I'll eat anything, but I have a really really weird uh thing with peas, like a really irrational what is thing it? with peas. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I just I can't like I just can't look at them. I can't eat them. I can't touch uh, them. I, I like I just freak out that. with it. It's the most it's <laughs> the most pedantic and nonsensical thing ever. I remember being out for dinner um with a girlfriend of mine and her dad kept flicking peas onto my onto my plate. Yeah. And he was like, he just, just messing. And the mom had yeah. to go, seriously, uh, seriously, stop. You're making Barry very uncomfortable. And he looked at me, he's like, are you serious? I was like, I can't, uh, I can't do this right now. That's, that is something <laughs> you have to get over, Barry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean. Like, I've had it since, since a child. Like, I just can't. It's the most bizarre. Anyway. Yeah, I don't know. my little thing. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you there. Like, uh. Yeah. I oh, mean, I know it's stupid. <laughs> I know it's stupid. Like, like but I have. Like if you like a stew or something, you know, there's sometimes like carrots and peas mixed into the gravy, and that's an issue for you. Like, yeah, yeah. That's I'm not crazy. even messing. Like, it's, I think it's we bizarre. need to revisit that someday. <laughs> like, if I have vegetable soup, I won't ask what type of vegetables are in it because if I'm if I'm told there's peas, I won't eat it. Like. Yeah, just in wow. case, yeah. <laughs> oh, no. But, like, you know the mushy pea that you get with uh, with fish and chips, like, for example? I, do, I never, I tell them not to bring it. Oh, or no. I sometimes won't even, I won't even order the fish, even if I want it, because I know it will be served with mushy pea. <sighs> okay, right. <laughs> Moving swiftly on. <laughs> yeah. We'll move past that. Okay, so then you would eat peas for shoots then, so... I eat, I eat bean sprouts and shoot. Yeah. All that kind of stuff. Yeah. Okay. Right. That's, 
Fair enough. Well, <laughs> yeah, what else has been sold? Yeah, tomatoes. Looking forward to tomatoes. <laughs> yeah. Um, we won't have to wait till December to get them this time, hopefully. Which? It was tomatoes that you oh, yeah, got the, in December. You still, yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Well, what? like tomatoes are, are uh, harvested right from july i guess right through so you'd usually get like three or four months oh wow out, but oh right okay um, yeah last last year was was a great crop so like some people sow their tomatoes in december just to get a slightly earlier crop and uh i don't know you just have to kind of nurture them for for way too long for my liking is that i was about um, to say is that not kind of is that not very time consuming just to get a few extra out of it yeah, well, like some people might have like grow lights and stuff, which is which is great oh, actually. Yeah. But you're gonna have to keep them in the house as well. Um, so uh, yeah, it's it's not for me, I'm afraid. Maybe maybe <laughs> one of a bigger setup. <laughs> um, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> but uh, yeah, early tomatoes, like homegrown tomatoes, are great. So I can understand why they want them a couple of months early. Um, but uh, tomatoes, cucumbers being sown, so. Um, yeah, and as I said, broad the classic. Beans. I think I got everything. So, what is there any particular vegetable that's like tricky to sow more than more so than others, or is it all kind of just the same, mm-hmm. just the way they plant them? I guess like it's weird. Some people just have uh, difficulty sowing some veggies and growing them, and others don't. Uh, like, for example, uh, I have absolutely no problem with growing onions. Um, but I know people on Instagram who have real issues with growing onions. So from seed. Is it a soil-based thing um, or? I don't know. Like it, it might be they're just putting too much soil on top. Because uh, oh, so, yeah. they're only a tiny little seed. So, um, Or maybe it's the fact that you can buy onion sets, which are onions that are a year old. They're like little marble-sized. So, you know, some people just prefer to grow them from set. and. Okay. Uh, not grow from seed but uh i i can think definitely like uh, carrot is carrot is a difficult one to to sometimes get right as well um yeah. the seeds are so small that if there's too much soil on top yeah there's there's not a chance they're gonna they're have never gonna push through the energy to grow through yeah exactly yeah. um oh a top tip for anyone like trying to grow carrots this year uh i'll I'll make a little like furrow in the soil and sow them in, put a little bit of uh, soil on top and then put a plank or a, you know, a piece of timber across it uh, after watering and, um, or even better idea, pre-water before you put the seed in. Uh, and what that stops is the seed from being washed away from the rain um because that's 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 a huge issue like uh, if you've got any rain that hits that seed it's probably gonna wash it away or like wash too much soil on top of the seed so just because the size of it is it's just yeah exactly yeah it's just just too too easy to wash away like we're talking about seed that's the size of salt really you know oh oh wow okay i didn't know it was didn't know it was that small (laughs) Yeah, tiny. Yeah, I so. thought it was like the pinhead type of thing, not not a grain of salt. Wow. Yeah, and then then like, um, and they, phew, you can get some pretty big carrots out of that. Then. 
Yeah, it's, it's amazing sometimes. To It does blow my mind when you think about the size of a seed and then what you get from it. It's amazing. What you get, yeah. So, yeah. Um, so that's that's a top tip on that uh, carrot sign. So um, what else uh, for now? So you're going to be sowing now for the next two months. Um, and then like what other ways would you be looking after the garden? And what are you hoping to do then come come after those two months like how do you get kind of lean into the ne- next kind of stage of of the growing planting and growing okay uh yeah well i guess potatoes are a big one for for our household like we eat a lot of spuds so um i'm gonna start uh start letting those potatoes sprout um so that's basically about like putting them from a dark uh dark cold but dry area for for storing them over the winter and I'm going to take them out and put them into a little bit of sunlight and keep them away from the frost don't put too much heat on them but let them wake up at least so um that's going to happen over the next few weeks uh like in Ireland planting season is usually around St Patrick's Day for the for the earlier spuds so is that how you spend your St Patrick's Day (laughs) <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah can in hand <laughs> can in hand and, and sowing the potatoes yeah, yeah. so I'll, I'll do it tactically it might be a week before or after so it's funny that you know. it's i just yeah the idea that saint patrick's day is the day to go out and do that is that is yeah. it good to do, wait but is it a day to go out and plant potatoes that's right, yeah. Or so, yeah. but that like, is the most Irish thing I've ever heard. <laughs> I, I was gonna say, like, you're not, <laughs> you're not uh, celebrating St. Patrick's Day, yeah, exactly. You're not celebrating a right unless you're. That is unbelievable. <laughs> they are. I, I do love a good. I love a good fried spud now. Um, fresh spuds, yeah. fresh spuds are gorgeous as well. Yeah, and how long? How long do they take? To, how long do the? Sorry, I was just saying, how long did t- does a potato take to fully germinate, like, and, and grow? Um, it depends, like, well, you're not far off. Like, it's basically, it's kind of like germination because the seed potato is, is just sitting dormant and they have their little eyes on them, you know, that they sprout out from. So yeah. uh, it's uh, it's called chitting and that's whenever the... Chitting? Chitting, yes, you got it. Whenever they decide to sprout out from that. So if you've ever had like potatoes in a warm cupboard, I'm sure you've seen the little sprouts come out after a while. Oh yeah, I've seen it. Yeah, it looks mad. It's like something out of, um, it's like something out of like a, not a horror film, but it just looks like a weird, like something else growing on it. You're like, no, that actually is part of the plant. Yeah. If it's, (laughs) if it's a dark room uh, or a dark cupboard, but it's warm, the, the growths are like kind of transparent as well. So they look a bit weird. Yeah, no, I've, it is, bu- it is bizarre. It's kind of alien looking sometimes. Like it's, it's just, oh, yeah. <laughs> it's strange. But, uh, but you, do, you but can if, just, if you can just cut the them off, can't you? Green. You can, oh, yeah, green, yeah, right? you can rub, yeah, you can just cut you them, can off rub them away. Yeah. yeah. So that's, that's what's going on. Like usually the, you want to be doing that for like two or three weeks, but uh, you can do it longer or shorter than that. So, um, but usually the longer that the sprouts are, the more difficult it is to plant them and not damage the growth. So you don't want to damage that whenever you're putting it into the ground. So it's, they're easier to handle whenever their sprouts are smaller. So, yeah. Um, 
Yeah, it's, and uh, besides that, it's just general maintenance. Like, I mean, we've had a lot of wind recently, so I'm full time just picking up branches and sticks, and uh, a lot of leaves and stuff are still falling down. So, um, yeah, the garden it looks a little kind of rough in January, <laughs> February, but once March comes around and everything gets a bit greener, it's it starts to come to life again. Yeah. And like with debris, like tree debris and stuff like that and branches and stuff, would that really affect growing or is it just, it's a, like, is it just a bit of a hindrance or an annoyance? You can be real unfortunate because I've had branches fall down on top of like plants that I've just been like, well, that's a perfect plant going to crap now. Oh, really? <laughs> you know? Oh, fuck. That's yeah. Um, and Ooh. wind is, <laughs> is obviously going to blow over uh, some some freshly transplanted plants as well so it's it can be a bit of a nuisance and like would it would wind yeah. blow it enough to the point that it actually messes up the whole like would it move seeds over to another section could it ever get that bad or uh well most seed that i sow is is just in in pots in the greenhouse before it gets transplanted so uh the only one that i wouldn't do that is really just uh, carrots and parsnips but everything else is usually sowed in the greenhouse and transplanted but um yeah when they're small plants you kind of want to be looking out in the weather for for wind because it uh, it'll usually knock them over so there was some crazy wind yeah. like i think it was like two weeks ago as well just really really That's even right, in, like yeah. even in dublin like you're i know you're up north now so it's a little bit worse but even in Dublin, we were like, holy shit, this could blow away a small child. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like, yeah, the, the debris and stuff, it, yeah, it does be a nuisance. Um, although because there's not a lot in the garden growing right now, you're kind of safe, but still you can be very unfortunate and get a branch down on, on top of some, some seedlings. So. And do you, would you only know the damage done until like a couple of weeks, a couple of months later as well? Or would you know kind of immediately, ah, that's that's bollocks oh do you mean like has it affected the has it affected the plant and it's it's uh it's gonna ruin it for the rest of its life then is that no and yeah like say for instance if it falls or something and then like it's like oh i didn't think that was that bad of a fall and then a couple of months later like it's wrecked it's wrecked it or would you know fairly uh, straight yeah, on yeah i suppose it depends what kind of plant it is like kale is so resilient like you could punch a kale plant up <laughs> and it, it would be <laughs> it'd be pretty grand like uh i think it's it's more like the it's more the root system really that is is more important you know if it is Make, a strong root yeah. structure it's kind of grand uh, we need a tutorial if, video now of you punching kale. <laughs> 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 see, the months later, it's like, see, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, I guess like the main growth, the like the center growth on most plants, like cabbage, kale, you know, broccoli, uh, you know, tomato, for example, if the main stem gets damaged, that's it's not game over, but it means that it's going to have to send out side shoots and it's going to send out multiple side shoots. So it's putting in, uh, you know, energy equally between those shoots instead of putting all its energy into the one shoot. So it'll grow differently, but it, it won't grow bigger leaves. It might just grow multiple medium size leaves instead. So uh, okay. they've got a way around it, you know, got a way around it. Yeah. Survival of the fittest. <laughs> yeah yeah so yeah that's it 
that's it so like there hasn't yeah there hasn't been much to offer really for for uh what's currently going on in the garden because it's it's basically just you know maintenance and and prep for spring but um I'm well, sure this uh, is a monthly show been, so we can always check up <laughs> yeah exactly yeah so i uh I'm, I'm looking forward to the new season it's it's always going to offer something new we don't know if we're going to have a drought this this summer we don't know if it's going to be the wettest summer on record so uh i'm curious and and interested to see what's going to grow on so well i'm looking forward to it man like it's great to be doing this again as well um because obviously i took a break from the podcast for like four months to do a course that i still haven't finished but uh <laughs> like i can't wait to see how you get on also if you can come down and bring down those cucumbers as you normally do that'd be great as well <laughs> yeah nice yeah yeah that's the plan uh, <laughs> i was thinking like because kind of the c word uh is settling down a little bit maybe we should have uh, an in-person podcast uh special the, the c word covid <laughs> Oh, <laughs> I was like, "What the fuck?" I was like, "Is he talking about cucumbers?" Um, yeah, no, <laughs> you're obsessed. Well, I is obsessed. <laughs> I actually, uh, it's going to be out this week, as well as I'm hoping to have this episode out this week, this weekend. Um, mm. The first episode I recorded in person was with Zach, which we've recorded, and it was um nice. it's 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 a lot of fun so yeah we have so basically i have the setup for us to do it in person if you're ever down oh Absolutely. yeah that yeah, yeah yeah so okay nice. so we'll have that to look forward to as well yeah no it's it's a lot of fun doing it in person it's surprisingly more um i don't know you're a bit more fluid and you can also you like there's not the zoom delay and all that kind of carry on not to say i love yeah, doing this exactly. as well but like you you'll yeah, love doing it in person the, it's, a, it's the, a lot of fun the delay and the lag sometimes catches us yeah like we're we're working it hasn't with been it, that bad today <laughs> no not too <laughs> yeah, bad and i know i'll no longer have to pay for zoom as well which would be another major bonus <laughs> nah, yeah. but um anyway man uh i guess we'll leave it there uh any more uh, any, any more closing remarks of you i think i think we got to i think we got everything covered there yeah, well, I guess I got to say, if, if anyone out there is like thinking about getting involved in growing this year, you still have loads of time to get prepped. Um, you know, like th things are only still starting up. So even if it's only one bed at the back of a garden or if you've got a flower bed and you don't like flowers and you like food and uh, want to get involved <laughs> in getting green fingers, it would be just so easy to get stuck in in uh, the next month or so loads of time and where can they re where can they reach you mark actually if they have any questions oh so yeah on instagram uh greenbeard diary and um yeah you'll probably leave that in the show notes as well and uh yeah drop me a message or drop comments and uh get right back to you and we normally do a thing uh because we decided this only like about a week ago i think we normally do questions at the end so we'll have that for next episode if you want to ask us any questions we'll answer them on the, uh, nice. on the podcast yep alright man well I guess uh, I'll leave you there to enjoy your Sunday thank you so much for coming on as always it's been great chatting to you yeah cheers for having me it's been fun as no usual, problem so anytime <laughs> looking forward to the next one awesome alright man we'll chat to you later then see you man <laughs>